This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to another episode of Fish and Fries, American Soccer Podcast. I'm Andrew here with my guy, Spencer. Spencer, are we ready for a certain Manchester Derby, Derby, this weekend? As ready as we're going to be here for the Derby. Um, Derby. You know, you got to say it right with your American accent. You can't say Derby. It's not, uh, it's not appropriate, lad. Oh, okay. And then that Eng- that English language you guys made up. Um, how's it spelled? Just as a weird, quick trivia question. D a r b y. Is that how uh, you spell it? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, lad. They don't teach us that in primary school here, uh, so I couldn't tell ah, you. So it's not elementary school, my dear Watson. All right, cool. Good to know. Uh, we are back. We are blasting the British a little bit here. Um, oh, but how you been, thought. man? Ben, gosh, I know. Well, we got to come in hot. Sometimes you got to reestablish the brand. I haven't been mean to England in almost a week, maybe more. You know, like sometimes it gets away from you. You got to remember, you know, where's our bread buttered? Where, where are our roots? And That's they're true. not in England. Thank God. That's true. I've moved on from other European countries that I was hating on the past two weeks. And now we're back to England. It feels, it feels nice, Andrew. <laughs> it does. It feels nice. We are back. The Premier League is back. We're back from the international break. We had an interesting weekend last week, to say the least. And Spencer, I think we're getting into spooky season. We have Halloween coming up here. And I think uh, I think you've got a, a, a fun new segment, kind of recap, see where we're going here in the Premier League, in and out and abound. But what do we got going on? What are we feeling festive with? Uh, you know, um, we're sitting there brainstorming around Halloween time as we sucked on some Jolly Ranchers and crushed some Reese's pieces. And we're like, you know, how do we get a Halloween type theme going here, Andrew? And, you know, keep it on soccer terms. And should we do trick or treat? No, that's basic. Uh, Somebody, somebody has already thought of that one. I was told that was my first idea. Apparently, apparently that one's been taken. Um, We're better than that. So one that's, Honestly, once I thought of it, probably been taken, but you know, like parallel thinking. So whatever. I've never seen anybody use it. <laughs> We're gone for spooky or fluky, Andrew. Spooky or fluky. What is going on in the Premier League? How can we catch up? Where are we going from here? And how are we going to recap last week and where we're going with spooky or fluky? It's kind of where we where we settled on. Spencer, I love the idea. One of your... One of your better ideas, I will say. There's a lot of them. It's not up there. It's not quite Qatar getting out of the group or winning a game. Um, but I do like Spooky or Fluky. The minute you said it, I was like, done. Got it. Did I respond to that text on time? No, I did not. But I saw it, read it, and was like, yes. Got it. Lock it. Yeah, like like behind the scenes. <laughs> that was that was when it's like. One of my, one of my worst week? communication weeks of all time this week. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if anybody else has done this where you mentally answer an email or a text only to find out you have not said anything to that person all day. Oh yeah. It's a, Andrew, uh, it's, it's a huge it's problem. Just, it's, it's just called getting old. Like I just all the time. I'm like, read a text, <laughs> think of an answer. Okay. Um, put that away. And to your credit, like 
I sent you that. And then for like 24 hours, I thought we had talked about it. And I looked at my phone to like <laughs> reconfirm and I'm like, oh, wait, we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> Maybe we should get a little structure here for our yes. spooky or fluky segment. But we got here nonetheless, Andrew. Took the scenic route, but we're here, baby. And as always, the scenic route is the most enjoyable. Um, you're ready to get into it here. Let's go, Andrew. We got five of them. We got teed up. Let's get into them and start talking about these uh, spooky or fluky subjects here. All right. First one, I will swing your way as uh, as the person closest to being impartial on this subject. But spooky or fluky, Chelsea's goal scoring prowess with Cole Palmer. Spooky or fluky? Ooh. Um, it's a tough one, Andrew. Obviously... You go back, you look at this past weekend, Cole Palmer slots the penalty in in that draw versus Arsenal. Um, Mikhail Mudrik, by the way, like, you know, goal scoring, absolute dynamo at this point. <laughs> yep, he's, 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 he's super meant to do it, and the goal yeah. was on purpose. I don't know if anybody yeah. saw that, but if you didn't, don't look it up. I'll just tell you. It was a super nice left-footed shot from outside the box. Improbable angle, wonderful goal scorer. Just don't look it up. Let me save you some clicks. Yeah, if there was a power you, ranking. You know, people are trying to keep their screen time down. Let me do you a solid here. Don't go look that video up. Yeah, if, the, if there's like a power <laughs> ranking for most on-purpose goals this year, that's got to be like right there in the top five, I think, at the very mm-hmm. least. It might be number one. Yeah, the uh, most. the definition of intentional. Um <laughs> the most intentional goals but getting back to it here andrew um i i think i've still for bounce sake because i think i know which way you're going on this i could be wrong i i'm i'm gonna lean fluky here for now um chelsea they're scoring goals which has been a massive problem for it feels like 18 months now for them um they're picking up points in the table because they're scoring goals because the defense throughout this whole stretch has still remained fairly good the entire time it's turning around but i'm not ready to go to the point of saying this is a spooky attack yet that chelsea are employing with mudrick and sterling and cole palmer and nicholas jackson like they're they're tre- they're trending towards spooky but i'm not ready to full on ghouls and goblin declare them at this point andrew how about you uh nice to know ghouls and goblins is the next level you can take it from here spooky and then you can ratify it even further up to a ghoulish or even the top level (laughs) goblin-esque i love the sliding scale we're playing on um but like this was kind of born out of necessity um nicholas jackson kind of coming back from wrist surgery he had over international break armando broya kind of pulled up on international duty, um, not fully fit for this game. So all of a sudden, that's all the strikers you have. Um, So Cole Palmer, former City Wonder Child, starts as like a false nine, and it just worked really well. He's been really, really good. Um, I will say he would have missed what would he missed what would have been the winning goal. He's been really good in the press. And was it Raya? Yeah, Raya passed it right to him and in front of goal and he couldn't finish so that one i kind of put on pep and his lack of finishing ability but everything else he's been really good since he came to chelsea um slotting in passes he's taking he takes the he scores the first goal which is a penalty 
and he's taking PKs off of Enzo and Raheem Sterling. So that makes me think the team has more faith in this guy, right? Because usually, like, I mean, talk about, like, who takes penalties, right? It's usually kind of a seniority thing, right? I think, like, the hope one is you have, like, your nailed-on captain, right? That was Jorginho for a long time. Um, KDB took penalties for you guys, right? If you have a pe- if you have a striker would be like the second level of it if you have a good striker let that dude take penalties right like anything it's like getting a free throw or a layup in a basketball game once a good goal scorer sees the ball go through the net or the hoop you can expect them to keep playing well so this is the second straight game that palmer's taken and converted the penalty so you uh you love to see it from the young guy and like and like ricky uh enzo or raheem wanted to take it sorry and Enzo kind of talked him out of it, like, no, 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 like we talked about Palmer's taking it. And he he did really well. Do I know that this is going to continue? Um, do I think it's spooky? Um, based on just the question alone of it being centered on the Cole Palmer attack, I think he's the one guy you can't pull out of this lineup right now. Like, I think you have to keep, or in the attack anyways, I think you have to keep... Cole Palmer in there, and I think you have to keep Raheem Sterling in there just with the way he's been playing. And I don't, uh, I guess I go fluky just because there's people coming back from injury. It's hard. Well, and Chelsea goals in general, like you talked about the last 18 months, how can I possibly say, yeah, we got it figured out now? If anything, what's the rule? What's the lesson we've learned from Chelsea over the past two years? Nothing is figured out. There aren't answers. There's just that keep evolving into different questions. So I, I go fluky and it breaks my heart. Cole, you've been excellent, buddy. Yeah, I think just to further on that, I think we're on the same page here. This isn't a shot at Chelsea itself. We think they're on the right track, but they've got 13 goals this season, eight of them in the last three games. Like So six games you've got <laughs> Which is five goals upward. in the other six. Yeah, trending hey, right. Trend, trend, trending upward. We're moving trending. up and we're moving to the right on that little graph there. So right. Trending well, I, I, I'm. how about this? I'm going to put them on spooky watch. They're on spooky watch. It's like Ooh. when you here in the Midwest when, you know, there's like it's raining kind of bad. You get the tornado watch that we kind of don't care about. We're like, yeah, let me know when there's a tornado warning. Then I'm going to start to, you know, care a little more. Like there's a tornado on the ground nearby. Right. My, You're not getting my, in the basement. Yeah, right. Yeah. Tornado watch is like uh, I could still go to Walgreens really quick and get some Pepto-Bismol if I need it. Like it's no problem. <laughs> like it, I'm it's willing a storm. to risk it for the proverbial heartburn biscuit. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. You're you're 30 now. I mean, it's all downhill from here. Buddy. Oh, buddy. It's um, been it's been a struggle. <laughs> the last two weeks of just eating like absolute trash have been an absolute struggle for your boys acid reflux man i've been living on the pepto and the tums yeah spencer's uh introducing a diet here of uh bland flavorless yogurt and some oatmeal but not too much he likes to keep it uh likes to keep it doable i'm just gonna go eat ahead of romaine lettuce after we get off here i think for <laughs> dinner ah uh, like half a whole head of romaine seems like a lot for you i would i would probably go with point. a half um just to talk about this game a little more, because it is the way we're easing into a uh, kind of a weekend recap. Um, Chelsea absolutely were, were, were victims to a thing they haven't been victims to in a long time of make like feeling like the game is wrapped up and then just having them slip, like having it slip away from them. Uh, goal late for Chelsea go up 2-0. 
Uh, 1-0 first half. Mudrik scores a wonder goal that's super intentional um, to kind of open up the second half. And then Robert Sanchez makes one of the worst goalie plays I've seen in a long time. He hits a very nice ball to Declan Rice, who um, does not play for Chelsea. And Declan Rice just passes it into the back of the net. It's incredible to watch. Again, don't watch it. But holy cow. Was it just like, it, it was the worst, like, hey, just so you know, this isn't going to go well as of mm, right now. That, Andrew, that pass, let's, to be fair, would have been so amazing if Declan Rice signed for Chelsea in the summer like he was rumored to for like <laughs> Or what if we months. never cut him when he was 12? Yeah, if you never cut him for Declan Rice 12... when he was 12. My God. That's an amazing <laughs> pass by Sanchez. So, no, um, look, I, I think that's got to be number one on like the – priority list is either Gaga, you know, selfishly develops as that number one for Chelsea, or you got to go out and get somebody because Sanchez is not it, buddy. I think he's shown us that your, already. Your immediate dismissal of uh, Georgie Petrovich, who they signed from the New England Revolution, is uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, no, it's he's been difficult. He's been like kind of bad – Mendy before they went back to Keppa levels of like he stops a lot of shots I like that he's a big tall guy in the box and he's been I was talking to my brother Braden about it like he's been playing with fire on these passing out of the back for like three weeks now and he finally just hit one so unbelievably bad that's just purely in the back of the net and then I can't say a lot that the goal to Trossard was beautiful Saka finds him puts it on his left foot puts it on a dime um, maybe you could say Melo Gusto should have been back a little bit better there. But, you know, like that goal, while a very frustrating goal because it ends up being the tie, you just look at him going like, well, why don't you not shoot yourself in the foot? And then it won't be a problem. Right? Like mm-hmm. a, a goal was not coming for Arsenal. It was a right? lifeline. It was a competitive game. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a lifeline. It was they threw a whole boat at him. Mm-hmm. It was, if you're drowning in the water, Robert Sanchez was like getting off the door so that Declan Rice could get on the door. Like, there's enough room for both of you guys on the door if we're talking about, you know, Titanic talk here. Mm-hmm. Robert Sanchez was on the door, got off the door, helped Declan Rice onto the door so he could survive, and then, like, went deep sea fishing. Just, like, went straight down to the bottom. Like, yes, yeah, like the God, Titanic sinking so and the bad. USS Roosevelt showed up to rescue it. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. Yeah, Robert, Robert Sanchez um suspected double agent i know arsenal and chelsea are and now they've like like everything with chelsea now it's like well maybe madrid will just keep keppa and they won't want him to come back and maybe chelsea will buy ramsdale because he's not playing it's like just stop it man like just go get marmashvili go get go get somebody make it go todd spend 55 million dollars make this make it go away robert sanchez is nothing but a band-aid and he proved it today Hey, like I said, the best thing I think for all of us involved is that just Gaga turns into a world-class goalie, and then we have one for the U.S. also. I would love that. Nothing more. It sounds great. Um, On paper, it's a little far. I'm pretty sure he's loaned out right now, so it will Mm -hmm. be tough for him to do. Um, But, yeah, it was a nice – I would have before the game been happy with a draw, so it's hard for me to be mad about it now. I was mad about it at the time for sure, but – time and distance uh heal all wounds or at least most of them uh at least if they're not chelsea related but uh should we uh should we look at uh maybe another one of our 
one of our two favorite teams here, Spencer. Should I move on to question two, keep this moving along? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Now we get to go to the sad stuff for me, Andrew. Well, at least it's even. Um, spooky or fluky, City's now prolonged run of so-so form. <sighs> spooky or fluky? Andrew, I'm going spooky. I'm spooky. Ooh, he does not believe. I, I look. I That's think this alone? not a good coach. Can't here's out. where I'm here's where I'm at Andrew is I like this is not me declaring cities like not gonna win the title they're not gonna be it I just I think this <laughs> league I think this league this year is a little more like nobody's nobody's getting 100 points this year right that's what it feels like to me like it feels like 90 points has a very good you're, shot you're at underestimating Cole Palmer you're just super <laughs> underestimating Cole Palmer it's insane I, It'd be a hell of a run. You guys threw too much away in the first six weeks. I well, think, but... And Everton's going to lose 12 points. So, yeah, I would say nobody, given that information. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to them later. But um, I think like 90 points is going to be enough this year, quite possibly. And maybe City can get there still. I, I don't think this is a dominant City team as it's been over the last couple of years, though, from what I'm seeing. Um They've gotten over in the past, Kevin De Bruyne not being around. I think a big part of what was hurting them during this recent dip was Rodri's suspension, and that's over, which helps a lot. But even in a game over the weekend, like against Brighton, who's been very good this year, to be fair, mm-hmm. but it's 2 nothing. It feels like they have control over the game. I was doing chores, actually, in the morning while it was on, and two nothing at halftime i'm like okay i'm like have a little more freedom to like run in and out the door and like do some stuff outside and just check on the game every like couple of minutes when i come inside and it's just two one like when i come inside and it's like okay now i have to lock in and it was a tense ending to the game and it's just it's it's starting to repeat itself here of they don't feel like that dominant force they did last year they don't feel like i talked so not, much going it's not last overwhelming year. right even Holland so doesn't feel overwhelming, which is the crazy yeah. thing for me. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but that's that's the feeling I get when I watch them. I'm like, this is a very good team. I don't feel like this is over, which is how I felt watching them play every game last year. Mm-hmm. I I think with Holland's a weird one. Just the service isn't there like it was. Last, like De Bruyne is fantastic. I'll, I'll you know we'll sit here. We can talk about this a hundred ways that how good Kevin De Bruyne is of a passer. I think he's the best passer in the entire world at the moment um but like not right now right now he's bad at passing fair fair he's good at <laughs> sitting in the stands at ufc fights in dubai uh he was there over the weekend i saw which was a fun stray when i was super drunk on saturday um but nonetheless like phil foden's very good right um doku he has been very good to be fair i'm not gonna, like, i'm not gonna get after doku here too much but like Grealish, um Alvarez, Rodri, not so much with the suspension, but like Kovacic, like these guys that are just not getting that service in as much as to um, Holland as we saw last year. And I I think what's maybe more concerning is they just don't feel as comfortable when they're up with a, you know, one nothing or two one lead late in the game. I don't like the defense feels a a bit more shaky, like that's still coming together also. So I don't know. Something's off with this team. 
it's too early. Normally around Christmas, they have their bobble every year. I'm very familiar with like the boxing day wobble that city has every year when the fixtures pile up, um, mm. for it to be happening this early, it, it feels a little spookier. So I'm going spooky on this, Andrew. I'm a little concerned. Ooh. My antennas are, I hereby declare my antennas are up regarding city's form. Now, now for those of you who are listening, his, his antennas being up, doesn't think they won't do something easy like win the league or walk away with this whole thing, right? His antennas being up are, I have to actually watch the games because I don't know what's happening. This is like the Yankees in like the 90s being upset that they can't just wear pinstripes. So mm-hmm. it is a little of a uh, little bit of a spoon-fed silver spoon problem. But honestly, um, it's still just a... Um, I, I, for me, I have to go like fluky, right? I just have to, um, because what we've talked, what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago was how, how much more solid they are at the back. Right. And, you know, this is a game you won two one, right? So, and I think you guys won today in the champions league too, right? I think was it, or yesterday, was it what? Three, nothing, right? One, three, one. So you know, you're not an impenetrable force field like we were kind of talking about for a couple weeks there. But this is just like, feels to me like a solid but unimpressive win, right? And that's, I think, kind of what I was getting at earlier is last year you guys were so overwhelming from a talent perspective, right? That maybe other teams have caught up. And then when you combine that with KDB and Holland being the literal perfect partners for one another, Right. As far as like, hey, how do two people's game complement each other? It's like, oh, all KDB does is put it on a dime. And Holland's like, all I do is smash dimes. Like if you put a dime in there, I'm absolutely going to score 99 percent of the time. So now that it's. You know, just very good service. Right. Does that take away from Holland a little bit or, you know, I think I think there are some questions you could kind of reasonably ask about. um a very good player when things change around them usually usually is expected to step up. Now, is it unreasonable to ask Holland to go to another level when the dude's 20 and playing in the best team in the league? Maybe. Um, but I, I have to go – I have to just go fluky on this. We're, I'm like, are we really going to start worrying about City? I would love if we were in a position where we worried about City. It'd be a great – it'd be great for the podcast. But 2-1 to Brighton sounds pretty good. Right, like that's a reasonable expectation for any team this season, right? So I, I just, I think I got to go fluky here. I don't know if you, I, I think you made a good, compelling case for it being spooky, but I got to just go fluky, right? It's soccer; you can't win every game, and you, yeah, well, and you won this one. <laughs> as a Manchester City fan, you, you can win almost every game. No offense, um, hey. but like seriously, as, as, a, I, as a Chelsea fan, I know, right? I, I, trust me. So, like, uh, yeah, I, it's it's a loose spooky here, right? It's really the timing that's scary. Like, I just I don't like that's happening so early in the year. I think they're going to be in the title race. I think there's teams that could pip them for the title here. I don't know how great the Champions League will be. Like, they've not been testing it. They're such an easy group. We'll get into that later in the year. I mean, they have nine points. I can't really shit on them that hard, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm just a bit spooked here. It might be just the October spirit creeping up in me. But, like, one last thing I just want to say before we get off City. Um, Erling Holland, like, the form hasn't been, like, 
ridiculous. He's been... He still he scored, I think, three goals this week in the last two games. So like that's <laughs> that's what we're saying is like bad for him. Erling Holland has only been incredible alert <laughs> to media. Yeah, <laughs> he's but... playing like a very good human and not at all an alien. So yeah. He you may know. not be a cyborg after all, um, but no, I mean, he's fantastic. I just want to say this guy, I think I, I've never seen anybody kick a soccer ball harder than he does. It's insane. He had like three shots in the last couple, like the goal in the, this Brighton game. He just kicked so hard from outside the box. Do you? <laughs> so hard. He, he kicks the ball and I think he wants it to go like the joke is like, oh, he kicks the ball through the back of the net. I think Holland wants to break goalie's hands. Like, yeah. I think that would actually be like. <laughs> If you went to like it when his career's over, right? If you go to like his trophy room, they go, oh, here's the game ball from whatever. Here's where I got Norway into a World Cup. Here's the jersey. Oh, and what are these goalie gloves? I didn't even know you played goalie. He's like, ah, yes, I broke Keppa's left hand with a shot inside the box. It was incredible. Like <laughs> he, that's what you have on your wall. He's like, yeah. Like he, all right, man, you psycho. <laughs> he legitimately <laughs> goals than the rest of us. I think almost broke the uh, young boys keeper hand, keeper's hand like on a penalty <laughs> and a goal. Like he kicked it. It was it was like objectively the placement of it was horrible. Like he put it like down to the keeper's left, but like not in the corner. The keeper dove, got a hand to it, just <laughs> straight through his hand into the back, and then he kicked it so you, goddamn hard. He he plays soccer, and at the time, I, I what makes me think what it makes me think of how, how hard he kicks the ball is. Um, if you were doing like Oklahoma drill and like a football practice and you get matched up with like the starting scary linebacker or the starting scary running back and you just go to the wrong hole, you're just like, oh, I thought he was running outside. I guess he ran up the middle and I missed him. Like or somebody was coming down the lane in basketball and you're just like, am I going to get dunked on? I'm not. I'm not taking the charge. I'm moving out of the way. Duke <laughs> Blue Devils be damned. I'm not just taking some guy dunking the ball like to the face today like i'm just making a business decision like if i was the goalie i'd be sitting there being like all right i think he's going left dive right like <laughs> that would be my thought process every time just stand just down the middle on, and like, hope he doesn't get cheeky no down the middle is the worst though because then he could he might he might go through your stomach like a cartoon you might just yeah. look and there might just be a hole in your stomach you know like bugs bunny's playing goalie and you can't have that right <laughs> That's a real medical condition. You'll never, you'll never recover. That's um, fair. The the hands a lot better than the liver, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're playing goalie against Erling Holland, please don't use your liver to stop the ball. This is a PSA. Um, <laughs> um, are you ready to get on to the next one here, buddy? Yeah, we can, let's, let's move city. on. That's, that's, that's enough city propaganda for today. We can move on to the next one because, like I said, I think the next one we're talking about one of those teams I said could maybe pip city Ooh. for this potentially. Let's talk about it. All right. Uh, spooky or fluky, Newcastle's continued ascent up the table despite the Tonali scandal. Spencer, spooky or fluky. And we also we should just give some background on what the Tonali scandal is. So, um let, let the people know. Educate the people, Spencer. Yeah, Andrew. So, um, Sandro Tonali, uh, the Italian midfielder for Newcastle. Like, they're maybe not they the... bottom this summer. One of their million. big signings. Yeah, one of their big marquee signings from this past window. Been very good for them so far. Um, details are a bit sketchy. I haven't read, like, totally into it, but... 
you know, bottom line, guy's going to be suspended for 10 months. Um, he's going to miss from all football. He's going to be suspended from Premier League games. He's suspended from the Euros this sh- summer. Should Italy get there? The defending champions Italy, like without one of their best players. So very what big for? deal. What What did he do? Uh, sports betting type scandal. Uh, do you have more specifics than I do? I'm a bit. No, I, I was just making sure we, we said it before. It's just like he's suspended for what? We didn't say um yeah he's been allegedly suspended well he's been suspended for allegedly betting on games i believe that he was involved in um what there's two major italian players being investigated right now i can't place the other one off the top of my head but one of the two of them is like one of them's like for betting right for betting on soccer games and that kind of thing and the other one is like more severe and i don't i can't remember if it's tonali or not so i do apologize but he uh, was like betting on games like he was in both for the national and his like club team, which, you know, is, is much worse, right? That's where you get into match fixing and that kind of thing um, as just being a possibility. But um, that's, that's kind of what Tonali is facing here. So a very like Ivan Tony esque serious suspension. Yeah. So the suspension confirmed 10 months. Very not good for Sandra Tonali himself. Um, but you know, Andrew, you know what is very good? That's fucking Newcastle. This That's is long staff time, baby. This is fluky, Andrew. I am going fluky. Ooh. Or no, what? Sorry, how did we word this question? Ah, he's, I, he's lost in his own I, sauce. I've lost. In I will read sauce. again. I will read again as we, we did have to break to do the update of what he was actually in trouble for. So fair. Um, Newcastle's continued ascent up the table despite the Tonali scandal. Is that spooky or fluky? Do we okay. think? Yes, go ahead. E- erase what I just said with all that conviction. This is spooky, Andrew. This is very spooky because Newcastle is very Ooh. good in spite. Ooh, Sandro <laughs> Tonali not being with the team. Oh, that's not a that huge, scary. That's a huge missed opportunity to not read these in a spooky voice. We we will adjust from here. I do apologize. Yeah, audible, audible on the fly, Omaha. But um, <laughs> no, Newcastle's spooky. Andrew um, didn't have Tonali this past weekend. How'd that work out for them? Um, oh yeah, that's right. They put what a five piece up. I think no, sorry, four nothing on Crystal Palace. Not five. Maybe they do suck after all. But put a four piece up. We're absolutely dominant. Crystal Palace is Crystal Palace. Yes, but. They've been on a tear lately, Andrew, and they haven't had Tenali for the last, you know, three weeks or so. I mean, we had an international break in the middle, but this this story started to break three weeks ago or something when like the allegations. Yeah, right, right to come as out. we were going into, uh, yeah, right as we were going into it. Yep. So, uh, I, I've been on here before in the past and said Newcastle, they're a team. They had that crazy start just of playing every good team in the league the first like five games and were a bit uneven. We're like further down the table than we expected. And I was like, this is like after seeing them play City, I was like, this is all going to work itself out. Like they're dropping some points now, but once they start playing this easier part of their schedule, they're going to start racking up the points. Um, already back up to fifth place, I believe, off the top of my head. Spooky. They're spooky. They'll be fine without Tenali. Like Longstaff can slide in there. Um, like they've got death. Bruno's so good in the midfield also. Like they, there's enough there that I'm still spooked by Newcastle. <laughs> I think this is not an ideal scenario, but I think they're gonna be just fine. I, I think it hurts maybe their 
their ceiling more than it hurts like their league spacing. Because like the thing that's been great about Newcastle this year is how fluid their attack is, right? Last year, they basically just had this rock solid defense, right? And they were getting by with like a crazy like wonder season from Miguel Almiron and, um, you know, things like that, like Trippier free kicks and that kind of thing. The attack was a little more fluky um, than it was spooky last year. But they are a very good attacking side in the Premier League now. Now they can go after, quote-unquote, lesser teams, right? Um, And you talked about it like they actually have played, it seems like, the majority of their difficult schedule already, or at least knocked out, you know, the home or the away draw of one of those, right? So um, not that it couldn't come at a better time, but the other thing is like, okay, you're now a team with uh, with a lot of money, right? You're a team that can do things in the transfer market. You know, it's, it's not even Halloween yet. You've got a full month before the January transfer window opens, right? So they'll have one of the other hardest parts of the fixture list without any reinforcements in the midfield, but they have the funds and time to like scout and set that up where they could just be making another pretty big move here in the January transfer window, right? Um, is something else I just want to make sure is like on people's radar is this isn't the Newcastle of old, right? This is, this is money to throw around Newcastle. So, um, sweet, sweet oil money, sweet, sweet oil money from your boys. I don't know anything about it. You already agreed that it was sweet and sweet. Um, that's what some people are saying that not me. I'm just repeating other people's words. Oh, okay. I was repeating your words. Um, because that's where I heard it. That's Um, a quote of a quote. Quote of a quote. Tele- right. We're playing the telephone game now. I think they might have actually said, you know, dirty, dirty. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the telephone game is the least productive way to spend your time. Um, that game is infuriating. Even as a child, I was like, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> this is a horrible way to disseminate information. Um, but I, I think I go. So I, I think you bring up a really good point about. Newcastle, I like their attack, their fluid attack, right? Tonali helps with that, shores up the midfield, allows Bruno to kind of do what he does best. I think I'm going to, where I think it hurts them more is their ability to get put over the top, right? I think somebody with like the class of Tonali is a game, is like somehow you you win a 1-0 game to Brentford where you got outplayed, right? You can come back and get a draw. Like Tonali is like a game-changing kind of player, whereas guys like Longstaff are not necessarily that, right? Are they replacement level? Are they better than that? Yes, no. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go fluky here, right? Mm. I, I think it, I think it matters, right? Unless they do something else here, right? The tough start doesn't do them any favors. And I think they will, I think they will continue to absolutely pile drive like the bottom half of the table here, right? Um, I think they've like kind of gelled together on that, but like, do I like them against City? No, I don't. Do I like them against Arsenal? No, I don't. Right? Do I like them against Tottenham? Maybe we'll get into Tottenham a little bit here. Like, are they more talented? And you know me, I like to I like to decide how I think games are going to go by how talented your midfield is. Right? You, this is a known fact brought to you the, by the guy who thought Spain might go dancing at the uh, last World Cup. So I'm rock I'm rock solid on these predictions. But what I thought was like sneaky like a top three midfield is now like at max like a top eight midfield so that's where that's where i kind of end up here 
So I guess my question to you is like, what is, what constitutes a good season for Newcastle? Because to me, if they finish top four, that's a fantastic season. I think they can pip third or fourth still, despite this Tenali injury. Like if the question is like, going for the title then yeah i i think this might take them out of like a yeah, title race i don't know that the title was really like this year would have been a, t- a year too early for the title race yeah right i agree at full strength don't they feel like fading away like you know march you know what i mean doesn't it feel like the kind of thing where it was like a three horse race it's like it's like the the home run race of 98 something uh, near and dear to both of our hearts right that where uh, Ken Griffey Jr. got off to a hot start, and they're like, it's a three-horse race. And now it's like, did you know South. Ken Griffey Jr. had 30 home runs that year? That's crazy. Maguire <laughs> and Sosa went nuts, but it was a two-horse race, right? Like, right. Griffey was a footnote at the All-Star game. Great job, buddy. Not to diminish, like, Ken Griffey, one of the most fun players ever, and just a legend on backyard baseball. Second only to Pablo Sanchez on backyard baseball. I'm saying it right now. The GOAT. Um, the GOAT. Um, well, third... Keisha Phillips. If you know, you know. Um, but the uh I, I I think they fade earlier now. And I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, and now we're one Bruno Gamarez missing a game or two away from a like replacement level midfield. Right. And I think they can still be good in that, but if you're talking about defensive solidity and that kind of thing, I think they need to make a move if they're gonna really try to compete this year. We'll see where they are in January. Fair enough, Andrew. We see things differently on Newcastle. I'm still a believer. Um, depth, I'll give you that. Depth, I do think that, you know, if Bruno goes down or something and, you know, then we're starting to look bare bones. Sure, absolutely. That would change my opinion a bit. But for now, operating on what I know today, I'm I'm still spooked by Newcastle. I don't want to see <laughs> as, that. As a Chelsea picture. fan, I just have to be more worried about injuries than other people, okay? <laughs> Our guys get injured all the damn time. I don't know why everybody else has their injuries turned off, but Jesus, ours are turned up like the sliders on Madden. Ours are turned up to like seventy five percent. So, yeah, if you I find that in settings, I... let me know because I'd love to get KDB back myself over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should have turned them off before we started the season. That's on us. If we had our preview pot out a little bit earlier, we could have just turned settings off or turned injuries off. We got to go into settings. It's worse than World of Chell. The load time's crazy. Um, <laughs> But I think with that, we are ready to get into another uh, another spooky or fluky here that has to do with the belief in a team that may be surprising us. So Spencer, spooky or fluky, a reinvented Spurs sit atop the table at the one-fourth mark of the season. A quarter into the way, a quarter into the season here, spooky or, flirt, spooky or fluky, Ange Ball. First off, it was spooky here, and you're like the one fourth mark. I was like the quarter. I was like, yeah, we got that. We got. Well, that. you wrote out one out of four, one dash four mark of the season. That's on me. That's on me. Hand up, uh, man in the I'm, arena. That's on me. I'll I've give you. Never that. been able to read so. <laughs> Pretty much on me. Well, I told you, chap. They didn't teach that in primary school over here at the beginning of the pod. So a quarter. Uh, you want me to say a quarter of the season? Oh, I, and I didn't read it spooky either. What's that? Oh, <laughs> oh we're just in chance. What? What? <laughs> Andrew, let's start. Let's we'll get back on the rails. Sound the fucking hater alarms, Andrew. Sound them. I'm a, I'm a fucking hater, dude. This is fluky, dude. Ange, 
You've done great things there. Like Spurs, you're fun to watch. You should Whoa. let's just right off rip. Let's go back to a pod from like three weeks ago. You should have bare minimum two less points from that Liverpool game. So that would put City <laughs> on top of the table. Bare minimum. Sure. Like, yeah. Look, goals are goals, but like Sheffield United just decided to like not play. And if we're, and if we're, and if we're hold on, and if we're checking the haterade here, uh, oh, two less points would put them tied with City. Okay. So the that guy that. Uh, okay, continue there, City fan. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So there's that, like the Sheffield United game. They like kind of a fluky. Like, look, they they fought to the end. It was awesome, but like, anytime you're scoring two goals that deep into stoppage time to rescue a win, like that's not a repeatable way of doing things. <laughs> I'm being for success. not what you want. Right. So I'm, I don't mean to come this hard at them. Right. I just think that it's gotten out of hand with people being like, Oh man, like Spurs are like right there with like the class of the league. I am still a firm believer that this, this title race is Manchester city versus Arsenal. That is the title race. It is fun. Like just what you talked about with like Ken Griffey in the home run race. Like, Oh wow, he had a great April and a great May, and never, like this is going, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to fade off at some point. Like just they're the way they're doing it, I don't think is sustainable at this point. It, they they very well will challenge for top four. Like I think they're going to have a objectively great season for Spurs, but I think this Ouch. title talk is backhanded if I've ever heard it. Listen, we are an anti-Spurs you're, podcast. You're, you're, you're doing really well for you. <laughs> that's a great. That's, that's great for you. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> well done by yeah. Great job by you. But like, great job by you. I just this has just gotten out of hand, Andrew. I think, and just that they're yeah. they're not they're not this cream of the like the the cream rises eventually, right? And they're not the cream of the league. Like I think they're they're hmm. going to be in the top four race. They're going to be there with like United and Newcastle. But even and, okay, sure. Um, just to just to ask counterpoint right there, but we didn't expect them to be top four. I don't think you or I, either one had them losing Harry Kane and being better for it. Right. Which is what's happened so far this year. Um, no, not absolutely a super not. repeatable first place right now, but you also, I feel like, Oh, okay. It's not repeatable to go get two goals and stoppage time. Haven't they done that already? Like twice this year, you know, like, I mean, they play this kind of fun flowing open, kind of game that seems to be working for them. I mean, how much of this is haterade versus the actual analysis of it is my question to you. Cause I know we, we love to get lost in the sauce here. I'm pointing out like I, if we're saying spooky or fluky, like them being a real title challenger, I think that's fluky. They are a top four contender. They are having a good season. Like I'm not, I'm not saying what Ange is doing is a total fluke. I'm saying where they're at in the table. You hate that. It. That I, yeah, I, no, I, I understand. Uh, Australian accents too close to British accents. I just hate them all because of it. Um, that's you know the crux of this whole issue. Why are the British letting their like prisoners come back and run some of their biggest sports teams? I mean, if you want to call Tottenham that, um, you know, it oh, like that talk idea. about backhanded compliments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you were—I mean, you were shooting them down, but it wasn't—you know. We have to make sure it's about that. Um, yeah, sorry to cut you off, man. My bad. 
had to, had to, I had to, I had a jab. I had to get it out there. Nah, it's all good. Um, uh, look, that's really all I got on it. I, I, they're having a great season. Like this Ange ball is not fluky in and of itself. I'm more saying the fluke is where they're at. Like this, this title challenge, quote unquote, continuing. It's that's fluke. That's the fluky part to me. They've already got some points that, like everybody knows, aren't valid. They've picked up some results that are I just don't think sustainable the way they're doing things. You, you and Clark want to replay the game. <laughs> Oh, dude, did you see the reporter like last week interview Klopp and say something about like the Everton game and be like, um, do you think a replay is in order and Klopp gets super offended? Like, is that a real question? And it's like, <laughs> why would we ever reporter... play an Everton game? That's incredible. Whoever that oh. reporter is, that, that's that's my favorite British person this week. That guy we were doing an American, American, that's that's my American. He can come on over. I love it's an that off, guy. It's for an off week for you, buddy. Sorry, you're, you're going to miss your chance. But uh... yeah. Ask another good question, maybe, and like before we do that, and you'll be. Yeah, in. but you, you got a you got an outside chance at reporter of the year, which is a fictional <laughs> award we may or may not hand out. You can never tell. Um, yeah, we'll bookmark that for later. But I mean, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going fluky here, Andrew. Are you going spooky sure. or fluky on? No, Spurs I, here, I, I mean, you you make you make a lot of really good points, right? About the nature of how they have their 23 points, right? Okay, you can knock the two off right away. Should have been a draw. Um, late goals that become like not even like late equalizers, right? Late winners coming from like two down in some circumstances or, you know, a goal down and that kind of thing is not super repeatable. The thing I'll say in their favor, I'll say two things in their favor. One, that is the start to a magical season, right? If I'm a believer that if you're going to have a magical season in really any sport, you need a couple like early in the sea, early in the season, signs that this team is special right if it's like a hockey game if it's a hockey team maybe you need like your goalie to just stand on his head one night if he's not the best player in your team right you can look back and be like yeah no blackhawks versus dallas stars peter morazic like something random like that right where if you're really into it you can look back and be like no we had that late game winner from richarlison like the guy who was whining about not getting any playtime, then comes off the bench like that storybook shit all great runs have storybook shit in them, right? So I'll say that for him. They got, they got like chapter two of the book, like done, right? Oh, that's when we knew this season was going to be special. And by special, I mean, maybe they can get a top four. Um, but like the second thing I'll say, and like, it's not really because like, um, it's, it's great to look at like what Sun is doing and what Matt James Madison is doing. I don't want to take anything away from them, but like he's revamped an existing midfield, right? without bringing it like Yves Basuma was already on the team, right? They didn't have to go spend a bunch of money to get like him in the team this year. And like Papa, Papa Mete Sar, right? If I'm saying his name, right. They've been excellent, right? It's like, that's, I feel like where he needs them. I mean, well, here I am loving the midfield again. If you just give me a midfield and some speed demons on the outside, you can trick me into thinking any team is very good. Um, that's that I'm a true like I love a good midfield and I love a speed merchant that's I am who I am right but he's taken existing pieces and improved upon them right without demanding like all these big money moves right they can they can come and they just got a lot of money from Kane right so they will make moves but like as a Chelsea fan who they hire the best coach right our what's the Chelsea cycle they hire the best coach the best the best coach puts like different good existing players in but then the step two of that is 
they make big demands to them to go out and get players and then those players fail right that's the start of this cyclical Chelsea thing we've been doing for the last couple of years right Antonio Conte did it Jose Mourinho did it right it goes back and back and back so for him to just take the existing pieces and not make these crazy demands right is the other thing I will give him a lot of credit for now to the actual question that's been asked they sit at top table no fluky man you guys never win anything you just you Harry Kane's playing in Germany doesn't play for your team that's been the only thing like outside of like everybody loving son like that's been the only thing worth having like is james madison like figuring his like just being so happy to be out of leicester fun yes it is like i love i love their fun young midfield right the defenders look pretty solid all of a sudden the goalie they found route randomly right not spending a lot of money it looks great so there are a lot of fun things i enjoy about this spurs team Putting them at the same table as City and Arsenal and Liverpool doesn't feel right. Right? It just doesn't feel right. They need to show me another level, right, where they're handily winning games, right? Because even Newcastle's out there beating the brakes off of the, you know, off of uh, most of the teams they play, right? You got to have some big wins to show you can go to another level. All their games feel a little bit nervy right now. Right. There's a reason they're pulling them out late. There's a reason it's a stoppage time winner. Right. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that's not really what you want from a title contender earlier in the se- early in the season against non-title contenders. But it's been a fun ride for them so far. Uh, maybe they can get a trophy for the one, maybe like a fourth of a trophy. Maybe it, 20, maybe, maybe just the ribbons. Maybe they'll take like a <laughs> cups competition seriously this year because they, for some no, reason, no, never no. seem to do that. Well, I mean, it's because uh, there's trophies at the end of those, Spencer. They don't want a trophy. You know how My, much cabinets run you these days? Spencer, you have a house. How much are cabinets? Are cheap? They're expensive. I had to buy a couple myself. And how many Harry Canes did you have to sell to be able to buy those cabinets? I, that's a good point. Maybe <laughs> they can afford one after that. I will say my last thing is it would be hilarious if they did win a trophy the year after Harry Kane left. Like that would actually, I would, I, I would, I'd be on board for that. Of Well, Harry Kane's going to, you know, probably win like the Bundesliga. So whatever, but yeah, that'll that be would be funny. Him. Yeah. That, it, but that's no, like the, the only funnier thing would be when they hand Harry Kane the trophy and it like burns him. He's like Harry. He's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a he vampire. Can't, he can't touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't touch it. It's it's metal. He can't do. Talk it. about spooky. <laughs> <laughs> spooky. Uh, yeah, but we both go fluky on that one. Um, last one here. Um, look, at, we've spent a lot of time looking at the top of the table, but Spencer, that's not all we care about here. We love a good bottom of the table scrap. Spooky or fluky? Everton's continued wallows off and on the pitch. Spooky or fluky? Um, so just for some window dressing here, in case you're a depressed Everton fan listening to this, because like spoiler alert, I think you know what our answers are going to be on this one. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Uh, like uh-huh. window dressing. Um, you played Liverpool over the weekend. You went down to ten men, and it took like a fluky handball to get Liverpool a penalty to score and they scored like another one late. So like you looked competitive. That's great. Like that's, you, you did the, you did the, the Everton formula. Team, 
Yeah, you the did the Everton team, horrible loss. Like, just... yeah, they, they, but they did like the Everton, like the things that Everton's going to have to do to stay up. They did in this game. Like, this is the when Sean Dyche sits down and like makes his game plan with his assistants. Like, that's that's the formula he writes up. Minus like the going down does to it, ten. Does it say anything other than just muck the game up? Yeah, it's just and, and go like, for the ankles. Like, <laughs> you, you know, like. Yeah, you know, like um, the Ted Lasso, like how they have the kick them on on Ted Lasso. <laughs> they have like the sign above the office when they walk out, like it says "Believe." They all tap it. It just says like "Shit House," and they all tap it as they go out. <laughs> um, so that's oh. that's like the good. They did the Everton-y type things. Like if they do that, they'll it says, maybe it have says a "Don't leave," and Anthony Gordon never hit it before he walked out onto the pitch. Instead of "Believe," it says "Don't leave." And he just never walked it. He's like, I'd like to leave here. I might be good at soccer. We got to get out but, of here. But sorry, they, they did the Everton <laughs> things. They like if they do that, they they might have a chance to stay up. Um, now the elephant in the room, they might get docked twelve points. <laughs> and if even if they do the Everton things, twelve, 12 points, points, Spencer, for what? Might fuck them. For um, what? Something you have potential. any knowledge of? Um, experience I plead with? the fifth. I plead the fifth on um, potential experience. I don't um, know that you can plead the fifth in mm-hmm. England. I think no, you'd be well, I, you'd have to plead something else. The fifth is like I think the Fifth Amendment, if they even have those, is like the right to tea and crumpets. I think mm, not quite sure. Tea and biscuits or something, and they're like you know cookies. Like they're just cookies, guys. Relax. Um, <sighs> um, but they're getting a potential potentially getting a 12 point deduction i personally i don't know if this is going to happen we'll see what happens but it seems wild ffp <laughs> allegations um they've you know we've <laughs> talked about their finances a bit in the past they're talking about giving them a 12 point penalty which um yeah as you kind of alluded to i don't love if like one ffp charge results <laughs> in 12 points because like city does have like they have 155 of them and my math isn't that good <laughs> Yeah, and we might never have any wins in the Premier League by the time they get the. You guys might have never played soccer. You might have to go all the way back. I mean, one hundred fifty-five times twelve. Yikes! Yeah, way too much math. Not a not a math podcast here. Oh, contrary, it's it's a lot, but we can do it. Well, why you? One thousand eight hundred and sixty points, if my numbers are correct here. Yeah, that's a lot of points. That's um, actually that number what you just said is um. If you times that by 10, that's what we're paying our lawyers per hour, I think, to um, <laughs> fight off these charges. So that's the good part in this. But <laughs> back to Everton. <laughs> Obviously, this is spooky, Andrew. Like they, it's spookiest. It's the spookiest thing. Go, like, it's this just is... scary. We talked earlier about like, oh, yeah, you could be a ghoul or a goblin. And that's like, you know, the highest level. The highest level is just, it's not spooky. It's scary. It's it's. <laughs> The highest, the highest of the scary adjectives you're, is Deitch, you're Deitch. just in a horror movie. You're just like on a, you're just like you're just on camp, like was it Green Lake or whatever, and you're rowing a boat by yourself. Like this will be fine. Nothing bad's gonna happen here. Sean Dyche kind of looks like Jigsaw, like the, the puppet. Now that I'm thinking about it too, so like this is just. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you're an Everton fan, you're in hell. This sucks. I, I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, you are already in hell, and hell's getting worse. Yeah, Ugh. this is like 
like this is like when people will say like come hell or high water like they're gonna do this like hell and high water both came at the same <laughs> time <for Everton>. yep. <laughs> like you're drowning, like in drowning. <laughs> drowning in hell drowning in hell and the water's too hot yeah you're you're bo- you're just boiling if you're drowning in hell you're just boiling yeah this is the uh, lobster experience <laughs> Um, which is the same color Sean Deitch gets uh, after anything happens, and it's probably a red card. Um, yeah, Everton. Um, the only it's it's horrible, man. It's it's bad. Um, the only two people who are maybe more worried about it are, are uh, Everton fans are the most depressed about the possibility because if they lose twelve points, but you don't have twelve points, do you go into the negative points? That's a real thing you have to think about if you're Everton right now, right? Like, you know, can you lose points you don't have? Can you be in the negatives? Like, if they – how many points do they have right now? That's something we could have done ahead of time. They have seven points. If they lose 12, do they sit at negative five? Like, because it would be like, man, a huge win for Everton next weekend as they climb back to negative two in the points. Now, granted, if they go down to – uh, negative five points. They're only six points behind Sheffield um, at this point. So I guess if you're going to lose 12 points, now's the time to do it. Um, yeah, because uh, Sheffield sits at a single point. Um, but yeah, they'd be... Now we're doing math. Now we're doing negative number math off the top of my head. This isn't why we, this isn't why we started this podcast to do math out loud. Yeah, well, it's here's my like nightmare. a little. Here, here's that's like the spooky. math. Math out loud I, I, is my fucking spooky. I, well, I, I did it in silence over here, like just to uh, bail us out from that nightmare, Andrew. Uh, they're on pace right now. If they do get a twelve point penalty, they're on pace to get seventeen and a half, round up eighteen points this year. Um, <laughs> it's gonna get you relegated every single time. Every time, even as bad what, as we've talked about the, the bottom number? of the league is this year. Yeah, it's 40 points, right? If I'm not mistaken. 40 is like where you start to maybe feel like you're safe. Yeah. Right? Uh, That's kind of the magic like target number. If you're like a team, you're like, okay, we can get to 40. We'll probably be okay, right? Every year is a little bit different, but. (sighs) It wouldn't be the worst ever to be fit, like at least if that does happen. Like uh, I I looked up earlier. But it would be the worst ever. But it would be. You're Everton. You're building a brand new giant stadium. Oh, Um, yeah, like. The finances of Everton themselves, yeah, it, them it's, losing it's, it's dropping. Points. It's it's Hiroshima. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, like to use a different sports analogy, like it actually it feels like what they did to like SMU football back in the day, where they're yeah. like, you don't get football for a year, right? Like that's how serious like relegation is. Losing twelve points when you don't have twelve points to lose, right? Like let's be honest, if they took thirty points from City this year, it wouldn't matter right at the end of the year when it's all said and done right oh city don't raise a banner oh they might miss out on champions league football they're still viable as a team right teams that drop down out of the premier league and don't pop right back up sometimes don't really recover mm-hmm. like in a real way um so that's that's what they're kind of up against here right is the very real possibility of like we painted ourselves into a corner by getting relegated. Then we had the FFP stuff. We were already trying to pay for the stadium. Now, like, that's kind of what happened to Sunderland. Sunderland. Sunderland, one of the biggest teams in the country, Portsmouth, right? Like, um, you know, big team. 
Uh, we're Americans. We don't do Portsmouth. 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 I'm I not going to learn how to don't. say your team right. It was it was Luton Town until they got into the Premier League. Then I learned how to say it, right? Um, <laughs> Luton. Um, but really, like, it's it's SMU death level or death penalty, like, level of bad if they get this point deduction. For um, sure. But that is that is a – talk about a spooky or scary note, man. That is about a spooky, scary note, especially um, – this one charge, what we were joking about earlier, um, this one charge, they're talking about a 12-point deduction. Spencer's Manchester City has um, like 100-plus of these same type of allegations. So um, that's like, and I'm sure Chelsea has them, right? They're sitting somewhere. They got good lawyers and so does City. But the Everton's of the world, man, I don't, I don't know that they can fight their way out of here. It's yeah. It's going to be... Um scary it is scary and if you're an everton supporter it's terrifying um we'll see what happens like i said i'm i'm hesitant to believe they actually get the point deduction but like even if they don't they're it, it's spooky enough all right like they're out of the re- relegation zone right now but they, they don't look like a good team they, they could get relegated regardless. no they've, they they've they've been it's been a tough year for them already like this is not the season where they're flying high and could maybe fight their way out anyways right um, yeah, this is like stereotypical. Uh, like your your girlfriend breaks up on, with you like the day you get in a car wreck. Yeah. The, <laughs> yes, this is this is uh, this is a rain cloud follows you around and you fell in a hole. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is bad. But let's uh, let's do a quick look ahead to the weekend here, just to kind of bring the vibes up. Right, we're we're headed into spooky season, right, in all the best ways, um, and we've got. A fun couple of games here this weekend. I think we just kind of hit the two uh, derbies, hit the two derbies, the two two of the biggest games in the world. Um, Spencer, you want to uh, talk about the one that's near and dear to your heart, my man? Yeah, um, Manchester Derby, City versus United. Uh, always fun, fun way to start the day. Look, they're always as bad as United's kind of been lately because. Uh, in the champions the other day, they like barely it took Harry, Harry Maguire, believe it or not heroics to get them a one, no win against Copenhagen. Yeah. Scott McTominay, best goal scorer in the world. United greats here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, these are always tense games. They United for whatever form they are, they get up for these games. City has been a little uneven. Um, you could see it going sideways as a city's fan. Um, but like, you know, we're not going to talk about that. I'm going to go into it confident, dude. We're going to beat the fuck out of them. We're like, it, it, it feels like it's always that. Like either it's a really close game that United like grinds out or gets a draw or city beat the shit out of them. And I'm going to go with the city beat the shit out of them route this time. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's fun to look forward to this weekend. Um, throw the records out, right? They're two of the most talented, biggest teams in the world and they do not like each other. Um, but it is uh, maybe not the biggest game of the weekend. Undoubtedly the biggest game in all of soccer. El Clasico is back. That is, yes, I know we are a uh, Premier League-centric podcast here, my friends, but nothing bigger than Barcelona and Real Madrid getting together this weekend. Jude Bellingham continues trying to just be the best player in the world. Kind yeah, of, not out of nowhere, because he, but like, 
it's a Holland-esque jump from like Wonder Kid to like wonder what that dude's been eating because it seems like Wheaties Plus, right? Like just on a different level. Um, they got a plus of those now too. They got a yeah, plus we- of everything. Wheaties Plus, you get to be like it's like a it's like an old red shirt Tiger Woods like full fist pump on the cover. If you just get regular Wheaties, it's him now putting with his kid. It's a little bit sad. Like you got to play, you got to pay for Wheaties Plus if you got a big game coming up. Um, you have to buy the regular is- Wheaties. Now you're telling me five ninety nine more a month for Wheaties Plus. <laughs> These subscriptions are getting out of hand, Andrew. And that's not even including the pay per views. This is a shot at ESPN Plus, um, but. Like if you like, cause we, we kind of talk, toss this around a little peek behind the curtain for you guys. We haven't watched any La Liga, right? We keep track of Bellingham. I keep trying to bring him up as like, is he the best player in the world? Your boy absolutely called his shot this year and wants his credit. Cause he has been flying since before day one. Um, thank you. Hey, look, some of us don't get predictions right that often. Okay. You know, all of us on this podcast, actually. 100% of us are wrong 98% of the time. Well, did, Welcome to the podcast. I did, pick, I did pick Argentina. I got to get that right. In the end. Oh, I looked yeah. Well, out. that was really going out on a limb. You stuck your neck out for that hey, one. They were real. like the second favorites, dude. Oh, no. A second favorite. How far I did actually, you have the favorites going? <laughs> Pretty far. I had them being eliminated <laughs> by Serbia. <laughs> and again, the man who brought them soccer in Qatar's number one supporter Spencer um just my favorite thing to keep bringing up um but uh you know it's not worth buying a Mitrovic shirt over whether it's the right or wrong guy um (laughs) but um like seriously like if you're just looking for like a like if the college football games aren't quite hitting on this Saturday morning put on ESPN plus I think it's on ESPN plus right I think it's for it should be for free there or included but just throw that on and get a real difference feel of like how much this matters to everyone. Right. Like it's just, a, it is truly just like a different feel to a game. Yeah. The one struggle we're going to have, which is it's actually kind of, or sorry, no one Saturday, one Sunday. So that's actually great. Um, the Liga, my problem with watching it is that those Spaniards are so fucking crazy that like they just start the games at like 10 o'clock local time. So it's like all the way at like two thirty, <laughs> three in the afternoon in America, which is great when it's not football season. This one starts at um, 9.15 a.m. Central Time, though, on Saturday. So can definitely work that in. I'll definitely be kicking it on like this. It, it is the premiere. To fully recover from Chelsea fumbling the bag at 6.30 in the morning, um, <laughs> which is when they play this weekend. I think Brentford or somebody. Um, somebody good enough to really fuck with my weekend, but not somebody good enough that I'm not waking up for it. But, yeah, it'll be uh, – it's it's a fun weekend of soccer, man. And we just had to bring it up a little bit after the absolutely shitting on Everton for for however long we shat on Everton for. So yeah, it's a nice little way to brighten up the end of the podcast. I got one more question to brighten up the end right before we get out of here, just really quickly. Is it I, is it going to brighten and Hove Albion up the end of the podcast, uh, or just brighten? Because they get real picky about that. That's, that's you got to get the whole value. <laughs> just go just Brighton on this one. Um, okay. Halloween, obviously on Tuesday next week. I don't believe we will talk before then. I think I just got to quickly know the people are dying to know Andrew. Sure. Number one, Halloween candy. What do you got? It's, it's Reese's peanut butter cups. And this actually almost came Love up it. earlier. Well, you said, hold on before, before we're all in agreements here. 
you were like, oh, just chowing down on Reese's Pieces. That's never happened. No one's ever enjoyed Reese's Pe- Reese's Pieces and just been like, this is better than the peanut butter cup. Good. No, cup. no, 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 no. That's no, what you said. So, uh, you said no, you, whoa, 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 you, you were casual words, like we were master. just, no, no, no. You had a casual comment about, oh, yeah, we're just eating Reese's Pieces. Like, it's never happened. No Good. one's ever opened a pack and had a whole, like, it's. You've You're telling me at a store, uh, oh, like uh, a full size. Okay. What Correct. would you even do with a full size of Reese's pieces? You are essentially as, actually, at a movie theater. I have bought Reese's pieces before um, because you get like the box candies there. Look, I'm more saying in reference, if you're giving me a choice of Reese's cups versus Reese's pieces, it's Reese's cups every single time. Reese's cups are the number one contender. Like for Halloween candy though, it's fucking Susie across the street just reaching in her bowl and just dropping three pieces of candy in there. Like, sure. if there's a Reese's Pieces in there, I'm going to munch down on them. But if there's... I'm eating the Reese's Cups first, 1,000%. Now, you know... You would Pro never move, trade a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Correct. Right? Pro if we're move, talking though. about... If we're, if we're talking... I have my candy and you have your candy, right? There's no conversation starter that starts with, I'll give... You know what? For two of your Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, slow your roll. No. I don't care what you say after that. It's a non-starter. I'm not trading yeah, I'm, you Patrick Mahomes. I don't care how many first-round picks you have. It's I'm going to need at least three Snickers to even like start the conversation, me personally. Absolutely not. Snickers. I'm a big Snickers guy. I'm a big Snickers guy, too. Reese's is my number one contender, though. As okay. a kid, I was I was a Snickers guy, maybe a little more than Reese's. If I've gotten older, like anytime like my wife's on the way home from work or something, and she's like, hey, I'm stopping at the gas station. You want something? I'm like, yeah, king-size Reese's, four cups. <laughs> Throw it right in the freezer when you get home. Um, I was gonna say if there aren't if there aren't this is this is to everyone in America unless you have a severe and I'm talking severe peanut allergy there should be Reese's peanut butter cups in your fridge at all times. Yes, in your freezer. I, My apologies. You, the um like sidebar the I was gonna say pro move very good the Reese's cups with the Reese's pieces in it for a little bit of crunch just to throw it in the rotation once in a while. But Very good. You can't. You, you throw that in the freezer, break a tooth. No, no, not in the freezer. freezer. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, like, what do you have teeth of titanium? What are we doing here, bud? Your veneers <laughs> yeah. look incredible. No, I no, never not, not out the freezer. That would be a rookie mistake when you uh, are calling the dentist with an emergency appointment. High as shit at like two in the morning. Which it's hard um, to get right after Halloween, right? It's a correct. busy time of the year for them. It's got to be correct. That's where they make their money. It's like tax season for all the fucking tax guys. But um, madness for vasectomies. Yep. <laughs> but other one the uh reese's thins that come in like the bag throw those in the freezer and just like pop a few of those in all the time mm. that is that is premier reese's eating to me like i was skeptical of yeah. the thins i thought maybe the the ratio would be thrown off but the chocolate ratio is much thinner than a normal reese's too so it all kind of evens out and you get a nice little it's, snap it's, uh... with them I agree. It's the same as the Oreo thins, the mint Oreo thins. Are they, hold on. Are they as good as the Girl Scout cookies? No, they're not. Because I refuse, because I refuse to acknowledge that they might be right. I don't want to live in a world where I'm out here like Oreo thin mints are better than thin mints. Like, no, sir. I want to live in a world of magic and wonder. They are really good though. I want to look (laughs) forward to that. They're so good. I want to look forward to those like two months though, where like Girl Scout cookies are a thing, you know, like I don't want that mm-hmm. to like lose its luster ever. We are, no. we are synced up here, man. This is as synced up as we've ever been <laughs> right now. I think The chemistry is palpable. Um, so what, but okay. So if we take, if we take Reese's off the board, 
right? Just to not agree on everything here today. What is like, what's your, what's your two? Is it Snickers? It's, it's probably Snickers, but just to like throw something else out there, like in a different vein of candy. What if, what if, what if we change it to a fun size? Like I'm talking like an old lady puts it in your little orange pumpkin basket, right? You're not getting a full size Snickers there, right? Mm-hmm. You're maybe oh, yeah, getting I grew a, up a little a fun size, right? Exactly. You're maybe getting a fun size something, right? Yeah. Of that size, because I think sometimes it matters. What are you, what are you not trading? What's your number two on the, I'm not trading these away. It's, it's still Snickers, but I, I've got like a couple fun ones to throw in there that I also like yeah. to go into like the, the gummy route of like, you know, the fruitier candies, yeah. um, like an all time goat Halloween candy that never gets talked about was the, I don't even know if they fucking make them anymore. The, um, gummy crabby patties that you could get. Oh Halloween no. Time. You're not a fan. I love I, them. I'm I not huge on gummy anything really. Um, like gummies are gummies are not my favorite. I would have traded you the second I here if we're talking about just like the the candy stock exchange. The second I hear about how high you are on Krabby Patties, I'm going after like I'm going after your Skittles. I'm gonna come at you with so many of these Krabby Patties. I'll be like, I'll do all can, of them for half. You have twenty Skittles. I've got thirty Krabby Patties. I'll do it for ten of them. I'm getting half of your Skittles for all these Krabby Patties. We can right. we can talk off the air here because we we like seven year old you and me might have a deal there. But um, the other <laughs> one I was going to throw out is Sour Patch Kids. I, I'm a big Sour Patch Kid. Oh, fan see, too. I'm like I a whole pack of them is just too much. The fun like, size. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a big. I'm just not a big sour guy, right? Like, so yeah, we actually this is actually the chem the chemistry is absolutely even better than we thought it was. Cause I'm just ready to trade all of those for like, I'll take your original Skittles. Those sound great. If you've got any chewy sprees at all, I will trade whatever I've got for them. Um, underrated. We're talking about just like real sleepers. I always enjoyed bottle caps. Always. Oh, just always oh. was like, you know, like they're not great. They're not a first round pick. But if you took them in like the sixth round, you're like bottle caps have been playing. For, I got like five years out of bottle caps. If you're talking about like an NFL draft pick here, you're like, or even NBA, you'd be like, yeah, bottle caps have been like the seventh man on the team for like three years. And we're not a bad team because of it. He's I never going to start. Caps. I cut bottle caps day one of training camp over here. Oh my God. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, yeah. Bottle caps. Underrated. A sixth uh, or seventh round pick to use an NFL analogy. But like. If it was the NBA, it'd be like the 58th overall pick making your roster for like five years. Be like, all right, shit, that must have been a decent pick. Like, he's got size. It's not bad. It's it's uh, all about root- – at the pro levels, Andrew, it's all about team construction, right? Like, you need to get big talent, but, you know, you need those, you, you know, role heavy hitters on the bench. Yeah, you need role players on the bench. Sometimes um, I just need a left-handed reliever. Yeah, Bottle caps yeah, are like exactly. a – Bottle caps, here's what they are. Bottle caps are a second left-handed reliever in your bullpen. They might spend most of the season in AAA, but they're making the 40-man if it matters. Okay? <laughs> they are They are you there. Might get some, the you might need some big outs from bottle caps. Um, also, shout out to just a crazy underused candy, but I love root beer barrels. Ah, uh, See, not, not going to go full hater like the bottle caps, but not a huge fan either. I just, I, I was, especially as a kid, like just a huge fan of root beer, just as like top tier soda for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, these are the candy. These are like the, 
soda or something else candy that tastes the most like what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like Krabby yeah. Patty doesn't actually taste like a drawing, right? It tastes like mm-hmm. some weird gummy thing. Root beer mm-hmm. barrels taste like root beer. Like, they do taste like root beer. I'll give you that much. Um, um. <laughs> I've got one more fun one and we're, we're, we're long, so we can kind of like wrap on this. Um, was there anything more fun? And I don't know. You might not agree. Cause you said you weren't so much of a gummy guy, but like the Russian roulette you played of like the two pack starburst and you open the starburst <laughs> and it's like, are they going to be good ones? Or is it like, are we getting double two yellows? Are you out of your mind with two yellows? Like just the immediate disappointment. Um, you want a hot take? I'm yeah, a yellow, yellow starburst guy. <laughs> Over what? I'm not turning down a yellow star. Like if you open the two pack and one of them are yellow, as long as the other one's like orange, we're okay. Right. But like, or red, but yellows. I'm going yellow's soft. I'm going yellow one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Pink I don't, two. I, as a, as a friend of yours, I just don't believe that this is true. Um, I I'm so serious. And like, it's so funny because I just crushed yellow starburst as a kid. And I thought everybody liked them. And then like, as I got older, like I, I think I was in like, I have like a distinct weird memory of being in middle school and like talking to my friends about starburst. And I was like, yeah, those yellow joints are fire dude. And like getting absolutely roasted at the lunch table of like, what are you fucking talking about? You weirdo. Like I, I just thought everybody, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard, I was at Spencer's lunch table. Dude likes yellow starburst the best. <laughs> what i can just hear i can just hear middle schoolers whispering in math class about it and being like what a fucking weirdo it was a thing for like a week i just like they're like i i remember like distinctly trying to talk to a girl and you're like you like yellow starburst and i was like what the fuck dude like i like the pink ones that was, too. I'm not that a was your identifier <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm a yellow starburst guy dude i like them I, I like I'm, the double yellow I'm, happy, I'm down what i'm happy about is how proud of how a, okay with you you are right i'm happy that this has turned into a healthy good thing for you because clearly it wasn't for a while clearly you've made your peace with it you are who you are you know um but lots of hours in with my therapist over this (laughs) absolutely it's mostly starburst talk sometimes you could think get to other things but especially this time of year you know it's uh (laughs) really all you can talk about i need the, like the dog the dog vietnam meme that's just like me like this time of year in october it's like my birthday on the oh. second and then it's just like from then on out i'm just yeah. it's uh that's a wild take yellow is number one I, I like starburst fine starburst aren't gummy to me they're chewy there's a difference and i don't really know what it is but sometimes like the krabby patties always cross the line as gummy and i don't like them that much as mm-hmm. opposed to chewy which is fine um i kind of mentioned earlier i just want to make sure i hammer home the point that chewy sprees are so far the superior candy over original sprees that once they came up with chewy sprees they should have stopped making the original they should have just rebranded it to like just chewy as sprees, sprees, or sprees. Yeah. yeah they're like oh yeah like like, like you talk about like, uh, like Linda coming home, like with like candy, be like, Oh, what do you want? Like, so, like I remember being on a road trip being like, Oh, what do you want? Like dad said, he'll get candy this time. Like, Oh, no way. Can I have chewy sprees? And like them coming back out from the gas station. Cause we had to stay in the car with original sprees in like a tube. And I was just like, this is the worst day of my whole life. <laughs> this road trip is ruined. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is a nightmare. Like, Can we just go home? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even want to go to Florida. This is dumb. Um, but yeah, no, Chewy's, Chewy's Spree's for life. Bottle caps underrated. But, you know, peanut butter cups are are the Patrick Mahomes of candy. It's just the undisputed number one. I won't hear any other real argument unless you have like a crazy allergy, in which case that's still your fault. <laughs> or, well, fault, no, problem, yes. Um, you know, um, <laughs> on that high I like No, yeah. I like your original take. It's your, it's your fault. Just get used to them. <laughs> no, don't do that. I, I actually, I actually feel really bad for kids with allergies as like a picky eater myself. It's just like, man, I'm just choosing not to eat things that you might not literally, like it might be your favorite thing. You just can't deal with it. So <laughs> I, I would like to, I'd like to fully retract my get over it. I don't really want to have any take on record. That's like, get over your allergies. Stop being um, such a bitch, dude, with all your yeah, allergies. <laughs> as someone with a cat, as someone with a cat allergy, it doesn't really help. Um, yeah. Shut up and case, pet my so, cat, dude. Hey, listen, that's that's how you. Uh, <laughs> There's a story for another time about how I found out I was allergic to cats. But uh, um, I think on that note, uh, cliffhanger clearly because I'm never telling that story. We'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Spencer, anything else? Anything else we need to cover? Anything else we didn't hit before we get out of here? No, just um, happy Halloween to all. Enjoy it. Have fun. Um, sorry to Everton. Follow us. Yeah, sorry to Everton. Like, apology for how bad that's going. I mean, that just sucks. I do feel bad for them. Sorry, guys. I, I do it's, have sympathy I'm, for you. I also feel bad that it's so funny. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are teams that are suffering in silence that we're not bringing up all the time. Like, you know, Crystal Palace fans aren't catching strays this weekend, but mm-hmm. Everton are. And it's it's tough out there. I'm sorry, guys. It is tough, but um, yeah. Sorry you're going through that, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> please, uh, Follow us on Twitter, guys, at Fish Fries Pod. Um, the Gmail, Fish and Fries Pod at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, all of that, you can direct there. We'd love to talk about it. And um, yeah, nice long hour, 20 minute pod. We're back to Andrew with Halloween talk and all <laughs> that. So nice. We're back, baby. We, 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 stuffed that, we stuffed that candy bag full this week, my friend. But uh, yeah, I think we're ready to get out of here. No we, more. We're the podcast with the full-size candy bar for you. We're, yeah. the house you. we're the house you go back and get the secondary costume for. You're going to have to go to uh, us twice. Real quick, last thing. Best Halloween costume you ever did. Real quick. Just right off the top of your head. Three, two, one. I was, uh, I was never a good costume guy. Probably like the best one I ever I had that I've seen pictures of. I don't even remember it, but I was like a little baby. My mom, like right when Lion King was popping off, like dressed me up as Simba. It was a really badass Simba costume. I looked pretty badass in it, but I was like two. Uh, Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter for like two or three years. That was a little. Oh, yeah. Real easy costume too. Just like a white coat, like a snake that I had. Mm -hmm. Not a real snake, like a Beanie Baby type snake thing. Mm-hmm. Done. And you just went three straight. Like you just you like just stay with the hips. I just, just it back. kept it three straight. I, I also was really into Steve or like the crocodile hunter too. Like your boy used to love animals. Nah, I still love animals, but like be really into animals. So um yeah, no, best best costume though. Um although I did have an appearance, I think as a red crayon as a baby. Um so shout out to mom and dad on that one. But uh yeah, man, I think uh, I think we're absolutely ready to get out of here on the full-size candy bar edition of uh, Fish and Fries, which yep. would be a Lights horrible are- candy bar. 
<laughs> that's not my top tip. We're turning off the, the lights, gummy, though, Andrew. The gummy version, Krabby Patty, oh. but it's a gummy that's fish fries. Oh, uh, some bloke from England might love that, but um, Oi. no. We're, Oi. we're turning off the lights, Andrew. The rest of the candy bowl, that's what we're snacking on. I can't wait for that later next week. That's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the rest of it's ours. See you next week, guys. Peace.